I love love and I love weddings. I am a, a sucker for a beautiful love story, a romantic proposal, a gorgeous party celebrating two people coming together in holy matrimony. Weddings are not only an incredible display of love, but also a really amazing way to see the different cultures and different family traditions come to life. My guest today has a vision and a passion for bringing to life the beauty and diversity of multicultural and multi-ethnic weddings through stunning portraiture. Welcome to Business with Purpose. I'm your host, Molly Stillman of Still Being Molly, and this show is all about bringing you the stories behind the brands, companies, and small businesses that are changing the world. Each week, I interview an entrepreneur, a CEO, nonprofit director, community leader, or just an incredible person who is trying to make a positive impact, not only through their personal life, but also with their career. My goal is to show you that no matter what you do for a living, you can make an impact wherever you are. My guest this week is Petronella Lugemwa, an international wedding and marriage proposal photographer and speaker based out of the New York area who specializes in helping multicultural couples celebrate their love in a modern way. And she believes that what makes you different makes you beautiful. I had so much fun chatting with Petronella. She is just so sweet. She's so fun to talk to. And I loved hearing about her passion for multicultural and multi-ethnic weddings. We had such a fun conversation talking about the different traditions of different cultures. And you are going to love this episode. So without further ado, on to my chat with Petronella. Petronella, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I am so excited. (laughs) I am so excited. I have actually loosely been a fan of your work for a while because I, um, some people, yes, well, some people know this, some people don't, but I am a a freelance photographer. I do not do weddings. Weddings are not my thing, but Mm -hmm. I love love, love wedding photography. Um, and I've had a, actually a couple of photographers on the show. I've had um, Ike and Tosh on the show. I had Caitlin oh, James awesome. on the show. Um, I've had Laura Casey, who's not a photographer, but used to own um, Southern Weddings Magazine and from mm-hmm. Cultivate What Matters on the show. So I'm, I just love photography and it's such a, um, oh, also I just had Kylie Mon on the show a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Just some really talented people People who are using their gifts to serve others. And, but what I love about you, and this is, you know, obviously what we're going to dive into in a few minutes, um, is just such the beautiful work that you do capturing multicultural weddings. It's just stunning. And, um, yeah, I I just, I can't wait to to learn more about you and and how you got into that niche and all of that. So, um, I'm rambling here. So, I want to just dive in and have you give us the uh, Petronella 101. So tell us all about who you are and how you got to where you are today. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you for having me. Super excited. Um, So yeah, I am Petronella Lugemwa. I'm the creative director and owner at Petronella Photography. Um, So it's a New York-based international wedding and marriage proposal photography studio that specializes in helping multicultural couples celebrate their love in a modern way. Um, and yeah, I believe that what makes you different makes you beautiful. Um, I'm also a podcast host (laughs) and, um, 
have a Instagram platform where I share multicultural stories with the hope that I can help people learn more about each other, but also just feel a lot more connected to each other. So that's high, high level <laughs> what I do. Yeah, I love that. And like I said, your your niche is one of the things that just I mean, obviously, you are a extremely talented photographer and your skill is beautiful. But but really, that niche is what what makes you so unique. And um, I know, obviously, a, a few things about you, um, like being born in Uganda and then raised in yeah. Alabama and mm-hmm. um, and just your passion for bringing the different cultures to life through photography. Um, so I'd love for you to just kind of share a little bit about your background and, and mm-hmm. you know, what? how did being born in Uganda, raised in Alabama, which are two very <laughs> different places, <laughs> um, how did that really um, kind of shape who you are and, and what makes you so passionate about what you do? All right. Awesome. Let's see if we can wrap this up in Nice, concise moment. Yeah, <laughs> you are all good. I was born in Uganda, um, Kampala, Uganda, which if you've ever seen The Last King of Scotland, the movie, um, it's a, it's about the dictator Idamin and just the horrible things he did. But mm. I was born around that time. Mm. And my parents, I remember when I was born, the night I was born, there were a lot of bombs. And my mom was like, I have to get my child out of here. And mm. so um, I took my first trip when I was six months old, I believe, and we moved to Kenya and sort of um, kept moving around. Literally, my family was looking for better opportunities. Mm. Um, So I grew up in Zimbabwe, and then my dad got an amazing opportunity to pursue his PhD um, in America. So he started there, and then we followed him, arrived in Birmingham, Alabama with my mom, (laughs) sister, and two suitcases (laughs) when I was 10 years old, and, you know, started life and started sort of figuring out what that was like. And for me as a young girl, um, my parents believed in education and all of that. So I went to a really amazing private school, um, which was really awesome, but also very, very shocking. Um, They weren't a lot of people that looked like me at that school, but also just in general, Birmingham, Alabama. Um, In particular, I didn't see or experience people of different cultures being Mm. celebrated. And so, um, and then you'd hear certain comments about people from different places. And so as a kid who really wanted to fit in and assimilate with everyone, you know, it's not cool to be, to have this weird last name, Legemwa, and to be like, oh, what do you eat? And like, why do you wear this? And Mm. that's just not cool. So I learned to hide different parts of myself in order to assimilate. So if you met me, I would not really tell you my last name was Legemwa because that was like a dead giveaway, you know? Um, and even now some people hear me and they're like, you sound very quote unquote white, you know? So Mm. I learned how to really assimilate and, um, it was great. Like it allowed me to really make a lot of friends and, you know, I went to, um, university of Virginia, I went to, got an engineering degree, got a business degree, went to the corporate world was sort of this person that was sort of like, hey, guys, I make everyone comfortable because, you know, I'm just like you. Mm. Um, And until it was not way, way, way much later in my life, somebody called me out because they found out my last name and they were like, wait a minute, what else is going on here? There's something else. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, Uganda. And and they were like, what? Um, And this was at the same time that I had started my photography business. 
And so they really helped me dig into that, explore it. And I realized this is something that I'm hiding. And in talking to a lot of other people who were interracial, biracial, third culture kids, there were a whole bunch of people who were just hiding parts of themselves Mm. in order to fit in and assimilate. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want these people to, you know, like I was learning to celebrate myself, to wear different attire, to wear my hair in different ways, which may have not been quote unquote acceptable. And um, yeah, as I started going to wedding photography and starting that journey, I was like, your wedding is one of those days where all your different worlds intersect. You have your corporate world, you have your family world, you have your family, you you know, friends and family, like all these different worlds come together. And what an awesome opportunity to really let these different parts of your world shine, however they shine at your wedding day, whether it's through your food or music or the attire you wear. Um, So in a nutshell, that's, that's how I came to be where I am now. (laughs) Wow. Wow. There are just so many things that I want to kind of unpack there um, because that is so much of what you shared is what I really have admired about you is your openness and kind of sharing your own kind of personal journey and the way that, that you then take that and encourage others to celebrate, you know, their cultures and their journeys as well. Um, and I just, you know, I, I think especially in just the time that we're living in, um, in general, mm-hmm. where where there's a lot of conversation <laughs> around <Yes>. race <laughs> and racism and culture and uh, multiculturalism mm-hmm. and, you know, all these all these isms <laughs> that mm-hmm. we, you know, that are that are in our conversation. And and, and this is one of the, the conversations I've had with a lot of my friends is just that these issues have always been there. We're just we now have social media <laughs> that yes. amplifies it all and but but in a lot of ways you know i think it's 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 a lot like anything else in which we have to be uncomfortable in order to to mm-hmm. change so like you're mm-hmm. not going to go to the gym and lose weight and get in better shape if you don't push yourself and get uncomfortable in your workouts like if you exactly and make mistakes and be like oh I didn't yeah right (laughs) like if you go in and your form is bad and you're not sweating like you're either going to injure yourself or you're just not going to see any results but if you go into the gym and you push yourself and you work on good form and you try to increase in weights like it's uncomfortable. It doesn't feel great at the moment, mm-hmm. but down the road you see those improvements. And so just like with anything else, like when we begin to have these really important conversations about, okay, why was it that you felt like you you had to assimilate? And in a lot of ways, like, you know, based mm. on your experience, like you you did. You did in order to kind of yeah. for self-preservation, self-protection, yes. <laughs> you know? And so it's like, okay, well – what culture was created that that forced you to do that and that's not that's not fair to you that's not okay so mm-hmm. how do we have these conversations these really important conversations to make those changes so that that doesn't that it doesn't have to stay that way we can name it we can claim it we can say okay yeah, well, yeah. this is the reality that so many people are living in so how do we begin to to change those things you know no, that is so awesome. I think this podcast, what you're doing right now, asking that questions and really opening up that box, that's the first place mm-hmm. is just 
um, just asking questions coming from a place of curiosity and sort of just like my friend who called me out on my last name. Like, yeah, yeah, just being like, hey, tell me more about this or this is my impression of is this true or, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, Yeah. I think starting there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think also just coming from places of, like you said, curiosity, humility, saying, you know what, like, I'm ignorant Mm -hmm. on this particular subject, but I'd like to learn more. And it's not like, you know, we're all just we're all just learning and we're trying to to know. But, you know, it's like the Maya Angelou quote that I love so much is just when you know better, you do better. Oh, yeah. Better you do better. And Mm -hmm. um, for all of us. So I just I really appreciate you just being really vulnerable and sharing that. Um, And, you know, and and like I said, just the way that you 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 had somebody call you out on it. Now it's your opportunity to even use your creative gift to bring that out in other people and and see those those cultural differences celebrated and see those, Um, you know, all those things celebrated. It's just it's really powerful. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that you see that. Yeah. To be like, Hey, like I, my couples know that, um, I do call out their cultures, which sometimes I see people being like, I want to say this. And I'm just like, that's even when I meet potential clients, the first thing I ask, I'm like, Oh, tell me about your heritage. Like how, what does that mean to you? And just to see the different spectrums of people. Cause I think sometimes, um, we have an idea when we hear a certain culture, Oh, I know what to expect. But to really ask that person, well, what is the what is the spectrum? Are you more Americanized? Are you traditional? Like, how do you relate to that? And does it matter to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Now, I'm curious, where did the creative side kind of come in? Because, you know, you mentioned going to UVA and kind of being in this like business, almost like corporate world. And then you started your photography business. Now, was, was photography something you'd always love to do? Or did it just kind of happen by accident? Oh, good question. So, um, so I'm an immigrant child. And if you there's a running joke with immigrant children and parents that they're basically for approved parent approved careers, um, <laughs> being a doctor, a lawyer, engineer, the last one, but science, or maybe something in the sciences. <laughs> yeah. But um, so my parents have done that math teacher, um, science dad. And so I kind of was like on that path of, yes, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, but I always, I am a much more reserved person, a little bit quieter in real person, in real life. And photography has always been a way for me to share what's going on in my mind and in my heart. (laughs) Um, and so it's been something that I've done since I was young, even, I don't know why I would do this, but I would take my, uh, my dad's film camera, um, to gym class and I would photograph my sweaty classmates. I was just like, there's something, there's a story here and I want to share it. I don't know why I did that, but I did it. Um, and so it just was always something that was a side project. And one of my coworkers, my first wedding that I shot was in Mexico and she had seen some of my work and was like, you need to come out to Mexico and shoot our wedding. And I was like, are you kidding me? I have never done this before. <laughs> like, why would you do this? But she saw something there and she had known me. And that's sort of where it started. I shot that first wedding. It got published. I loved it. I discovered a side of myself that doesn't really come out every day in real life. It just like, yeah. So, and that's sort of how I transitioned from there. And then 
um, yeah, slowly went from corporate, worked in corporate America, brand management, managing brands, and then was like, this is great, but this doesn't light up my soul. And um, you and I actually talked about attending uh, Laura Casey's Making Things Happen. Yes, I was actually, that was going to be my next question. <laughs> so yeah, yeah let's talk about that. That was literally the pivot. I remember she shared her story and I was like, I am feeling these feelings. I am not happy. And funny enough, I think I attended her course and no one at work knew that I was doing all of it. I think I took like a vacation day or something. Um, and so she planted that first seed and I was like, I have to find a way to make this into something. Um, and yeah, I don't think I would have done it by myself. I was actually laid off. Um, but it was the perfect opportunity to really say, okay, let's, let's do this and let's figure out, you know, how to make it something. Oh, yeah. wow. What a ble- like, what a blessing in disguise. Amazing blessing. Yeah. What a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was going to actually ask you about that. So um, for the listeners that have maybe never heard about this, um, Laura and I actually believe we talked about this back on her episode. This was like a couple years ago. Uh, so she's go in the archives to like episode, I think like 37. She's somewhere in there. Um, but, you know, Laura Casey, she started Southern Weddings Magazine and she started Cultivate What Matters. And she has this conference that used to travel. So you attended the New York one, but now it's just in Chapel Hill. She only does it in Chapel Hill. Um, And I attended in 2015. And people always ask like, Man, it's two days. It's kind of expensive. Like, what? What is? What are you (laughs) actually getting? What are you getting out of this? And I'm like, I don't really know how to put it into words, but it is worth every penny and then some. Um, And so, yeah. So I just, you know, for you, it just. What do you think it was about hearing her story, hearing Lara's story, and and knowing that there was this little tiny like kindling of fire beginning in your soul to pursue photography what do you think it was about that and that really just was like the gasoline on that fire and just like ignited it um to really you know pursue your passion so it's two things laura i is she's she shares this i think she's like an infp very empathic Um, so she very vulnerably shared her story. Like she was like, this is who I am. This is what I've struggled with. And the big thing for me that she shared, which I had been struggling with is, um, she shared how she had transitioned, I believe from, um, being a work, like just struggling to be a, uh, a fitness person. And then she, she went over to Florida. Um, and I think her parents were like, what, what is going on? Like she had a scholarship at a major place. And that's something that I was struggling with because I had a great career, great money, but also there was this creative side that I really wanted to pursue and just seeing that she had done it. Um, and being in an environment with other women who were also like, I have this thing on my heart that I want to express in the world and share but I don't know quite know how to do it. That energy just was a fire, the spark to really say, okay, let's, let's see what else is under here. And yeah, I'm not alone. I think that's what it is. I am not alone. I'm the only one having these feelings. Yeah. So important. So important. That is just, I mean, 
you know, I say this all the time and we, we always say this all the time is just, you know, God created us to be in community. Like we're not meant to do these yeah. things alone. And so sometimes just hearing from somebody else, um, I mean, this could apply in so many aspects of life, whether it's business or, uh, you know, your professional life or your personal life, just knowing that there's someone else out there that is feeling those feelings, going through that that same, mm-hmm. you know, kind of time of transition. It's just, it's so powerful. That and is so powerful. It yeah. is. And once again, we tie it right back into, you know, what you do for a living and, um, you know, your own personal lived experiences. Now you can share that with other couples who are, you know, who are are, are navigating the, you know, their engagement and their early mm-hmm. stages of marriage and wanting to. And, I, you know, I know whether it this transcends all cultures, but when you are merging two families, two personalities, yes. you have all of the things, all the things, all yes. the things. <laughs> and 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 so you have a lot of things that that need to be kind of factored in. And then, of course, when you maybe you're talking about, um, you know, a, a, a biracial marriage where you've got two very different cultures that are coming together and how to navigate that, but how to do it really beautifully and to interweave the uniqueness of different cultures into a wedding day, which then is so representative of how these two people who are in love are going to then do that in marriage. So beautifully said. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I was I was going to kind of ask you, um, you know, what does that look like? Um, kind of in a practical sense, what does that look like to celebrate different cultures through love and through a wedding day? I mean, I have been to a couple multicultural weddings. And let me just say, I love them so much. <laughs> they are just you know, all the different like Indian weddings are so beautiful, like so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a friend who is Nigerian and like Nigerian weddings are so amazing. Like every wedding is just so unique. And so I just would love for you to kind of share, you know, from your experiences, how how do you do that? How do you approach that um, when you're beginning to meet with a couple um, as you're as you're talking with them about their wedding day and how they want that captured? How do we celebrate cultures just through through love and through wedding days? Mm, great question. Um, I do want to take a small little note to for some people don't understand what multicultural is. So, like you said, it's inter it's if any it's interracial, biracial, interfaith, immigrant. It's any situation where you have a person who has to navigate two or more worlds yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, and so how that comes out in different places, first of all, you have the individual. So anytime I meet or I'm talking to a potential new client, I'm trying to understand who are they, how did they grow up and what's like the family situation? Mm-hmm. Cause that's going to show up in different ways in the wedding. Mm-hmm. So, um, So in terms of their religion, how involved are their family? How might that impact the type of ceremonies they may have? And what does their family and what do they in particular consider the official ceremony that seals the fact that they're coming together as a couple? Mm. That makes sense. That can look very, very different. Oh, yeah. I'm Ugandan and the Kwanjala is the ceremony that's like your official. And then the white wedding is sort of like... Ah, they're already kind of married. So mm. this is just more of the celebration. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it shows up in the ceremony. It shows up in the attire. 
sometimes there's more than one day of celebration Mm -hmm. so that that it can look different in that way um in the food which is uh for couples who food is really important like let's say the food has cultural elements Mm. it's so important to capture the food even though somebody on the outside might be like oh my gosh it looks like a pile of random stuff like yeah. it's so important to have that captured because yeah. that person took time to have a special caterer come in and like have that food in there um in music mm-hmm. so understanding is there a specific dance that really represents this person this person's culture and making sure that you capture that moment that they see that image and they're like ah oh, that is me that is mm. my family and all of us so you know whether it's a jewish you know like there's different yeah dance and stuff. Yeah. So understanding that it's, are there any specific symbols or token or just something that is really important? So anything from, um, like the material that's used might have like, there's certain materials you can look at and it didn't immediately identify somebody culture by that. So making sure that's captured or, um, the like a specific rose in Ethiopian ceremonies, there's a rose ceremony you give. And the capturing that rose, that handoff is really important. Mm. So yeah, so just understanding like who is this person and where in the spectrum of culture are there? And there's yeah. some people who are like, oh my gosh, I am of this culture, but we are not doing anything of that culture because it's whatever it's too much or I don't get it or you know yeah yeah absolutely no that's really um I love the way you described just down to the 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 tiniest little detail and how important how important it is to kind of work with your clients to to identify okay which parts of these do you do you really want to celebrate are there any parts you want to leave behind are there any parts Mm -hmm. that really are extra meaningful to you you know family traditions because then you when then when you get into like family specific traditions that have been passed down yes that's where the like tension comes in Mm -hmm. as a as a multicultural couple because at least for most of my couples, they're very modern and they're very like, we don't really want to wear this outfit, which is, you know, but the parents are like, well, this is what you do. Yeah. And so there's <laughs> trying to navigate all of that for sure. I'm going to take a quick break from my chat with Petronella to share with you that the brand new spring summer 2020 collection from Seiko Designs has launched and it is amazing. The Hopefully Yours collection has everything from handcrafted legacy leather goods to handwoven and block printed textiles. Each piece in this collection is truly something to be treasured and celebrated just like you. We promise that these pieces will become treasured items in your collection, telling not just a story of your personal style, but of hope and resilience and belief. My personal favorites from the Hopefully Yours collection are the Circle Crossbody Bag in Cognac, which I am using today, and the Brushed Rainbow Chiffon Skirt, which I also happen to be wearing today because it is just that amazing. But I can promise you that every piece in this collection is absolutely stunning, and I know you are going to love it. To shop this incredible collection, go to SeikoDesigns.com slash Molly Stillman. That is S-S-E-K-O Designs.com forward slash Molly Stillman. Okay, let's get back to my conversation with Petronella. I am curious, what are some of your favorite 
uh, wedding ceremonies to photograph or, or, or just weddings in general? Like what cultures have just been stood out to you like, oh, this is so fun. I love photographing this. Like this is just, um, you know, is there is there any, you know, obviously they're all beautiful. They're all amazing. Yeah. But are there any in particular <laughs> that just stand out to you and you're like, oh, those are so much fun and here's what really makes them unique and um, I love to celebrate them because of, you know, this reason. Hmm. It's going to be a cheat, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, but it, it actually weaves into some of the other cultures I love. I definitely love my own culture. It's Ugandan, um, the Kwanjula. And basically you have this, uh, maybe eight to 10 hour ceremony where you have two families sitting on opposite ends of each other. And, um, they're negotiating, the price of the bride or the bride, the bride price. Mm. And so you have an MC representing each side and each side is sort of ribbing the other side and being like, you know, I'm better than you and you're better than, you know, and <laughs> you know, so there's that. And then you have, um, the bride's family sort of say, Hey, this is a list of all the things that are daughter is worth and you should bring them out. So you have an entourage come out. So that's a beautiful ceremony and place the gifts in front of the bride's family from the groom's side. And, um, you have the bride fake, you know, yeah, you have, um, a bunch of, she has her entourage come out and they're covered and he has to identify which one is her, like make sure that he really knows who she is. That there's like the transfer of a chicken from, (laughs) the bride's father to the groom to sort of say, Hey, you're going to take care of my, um, you really like, it's sort of like this manly, like sort of like you are, re- I'm going to take care of her. So the yeah. exchange of the roosters really sort of symbolic about that. Um, there's so many different, el- it's like so much going on. There's food, there's lots of banter, but it's that exchange. And then finally, Um, The bride coming out and the family being like, "Okay, we accept you've done everything that we believe she's worth. So now go and be together and, you know, the exchange rings and all of that good stuff. And she changes several different times, several different outfits. And she goes in and out and there's dancing. There's so much going on. Um, Yeah. But I love that ceremony, not only because it's, you know, close to my culture, but because um, when I was in Cambodia two years ago, I was um, with a tour guide and we stopped at the side of a street and I was like, oh my God, there's a wedding going on. Um, I'm just kind of curious to see what, you know, what's going on. And I stood up on the outside and ended up being invited to the wedding personally by the bride's parents Oh wow! and family. And I was in there and um, they speak Khmer in Cambodia, yeah. which everyone was speaking. I didn't like, I, no one was really speaking English. But it was interesting because what was happening was similar to what happens at a Ugandan Kwanjala with the families on opposite. So I was like, I could, I understood exactly what's going on. Does yeah. that make sense? Like I was able to sort of see, oh, they're exchanging this and it's different gifts, but I understand why it's happening. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so, and it's a similar, like in Yoruba, Nigerian ceremonies, they do something similar there. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of other cultures which have a similar. So I love that whole exchange of the family sort of going back and forth and the different symbols that are brought out to sort of represent the, you know, the family and to represent the bride and what she's worth and all this other stuff. 
Yeah. Wow. Wow. That is so cool. That is so cool. Now, I have been um, to Kenya a few times, and every time ah. I go to Kenya, <laughs> I like Kenyans do funerals and weddings. They do them up big. Like it is. They do not yeah. mess yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> and that I. Hmm? You'll yeah, go ahead. No, I said I haven't done a Kenya, but I've done a Uganda. I can only imagine. Yeah. 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 So it, and it sounds very similar kind of to what you were, were sharing with Uganda weddings. And I'm sure that, like like you said, there's a lot of in a lot of cultures, there's some similar crossovers. And um, yeah, but it just it really is just such a beautiful picture of um, I mean, I just love to celebrate different cultures just because I, I just I just think about how creative God is and how he created us all so differently and 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 how we all just you know the all these different unique traditions have been created and, and just what a beautiful picture it is and uh, you know of of God's creation and I just I love it I love it I love it so I can yeah. I can listen to stories about and it how in the end there's even though there yeah. are differences at the end, it's still family is still family. Yes. Love is still love. Like there's still underlying like weddings and marriage. It yeah. might look different, but the the idea of it is still the same. Yes. The heart of it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Patronella. I love it so much. You are amazing. Um, okay, so we're going to transition just a little bit here um, in these last few minutes uh, to ask just some fun, lighthearted, get-to-know-you questions. It's Yay. one of my favorite parts of the show. It's one of my listeners' favorite parts of the show. And, uh, yeah, so, Petronella, are you uh, ready for the get-to-know-you round? Yay! <laughs> Let's go. All right. So question number one is, what is something that is really popular now but in like 10 years, you think everyone's going to look back and be really embarrassed by it. <laughs> Everything's always changing. We're just talking about the phone with my nephew. Oh, I'm OK. So I just attended a conference in Phoenix, um, the United Photography Conference. Yeah. And um, they had a uh, they had an 80s party that they had to do. And I was like, well, where am I going to get 80s clothes? You know? And so I was walking the mall and I think I went to like Forever 21 or something. And I was like, everything from the 80s had come back. Yes! Like, do you remember um, those like sweatpants, which were sort of like plasticky with the crinkly. Oh, no. With the colors and stuff. I was like, they're coming back. And the gold, like the shiny gold, like I was like, it was everywhere and everything. And I was like, I will do this for this 80s party, but I am not continuing to do like, I'm like, this is going to be so gone soon, but I think it's coming, it's coming back. So it is, it is. No, I was, I kid you not. Okay. I got to tell this quick story. So we were, um, last weekend we were, my, my in-laws had taken our kids for the weekend. And so we usually on Sunday afternoon, we will drive like and meet halfway to kind of exchange and get them back. And so we'd met at like a random Wendy's in this small town in North Carolina. And this sweet girl walked in and I kid you not I thought she was walking like straight out of 16 candles like some movie from the <laughs> 80s where I was like is she, I think I think she's being yeah. serious like I think this is for real because she was wearing like the high top converse like some mm-hmm. acid wash 
cuffed jeans. She had like a striped turtleneck on. And then on top of it, she had like some shirt from the 70s. Her hair was half up, half down with a scrunchie in it. And I was like, homegirl walked right out of an 80s high school movie. Like that is what happened. And and it's in a non-ironic way. Like, how has this happened that all of these trends have come back? <laughs> right? It feels like we're going back. Why? Like, yeah. Because like we will opt out of this. Right. <laughs> like my sister. So my sister is 10 years older than me. And like, so she went to prom, you know, 1991. And mm-hmm. uh, so like, she'll look back at her prom pictures and she's like, why? Like, why did we... <laughs> Why? And then here we are, and we're bringing that stuff back. I'm like, guys, we have photographic evidence that is that we should have left that behind. (laughs) This is not a good thing. Yeah, not okay. This is not okay. All right. Uh, sorry. I got. I digress. I digress. Um, if you are listening and you wear acid wash jeans, I do not hate you. I'm just. (laughs) I don't. Not at all. Okay. Um. Okay. Uh. Question number two. If you were a professional athlete, like picture a baseball player. And you are walking up to the plate. What would your walk-up song be? You know, the song that, like, plays to hype you up. Oh, my gosh. Girl, I love music, so you know. <laughs> this is like, all the things. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> um, right now, I wake up every day to Jess Glynn's Ain't Got Far To Go. Ooh. Which is, like, I don't know. I'm just like... It just pumps me up. It reminds me that I don't have very far to go. And it's something that I actually, when I talk and everything, I I have that as my song. Um, anything Beyonce, oh, for sure, because why not? She's so great. I love it. Um, yeah, yeah. So that those would be my responses. I, I love dancing. So it's yes. like put on a good beat (laughs) yes exactly exactly um okay what is something that is really important to you but you never really get the chance to talk about wow something that's important to me Hmm. I must feel like um I think my family I love my family Mm. I love a lot but I also recognize that they're not trying to be all out in the spotlight, if that makes sense. Like they're yeah. my mom's very shy and um but I love my nephews. I love I just I love my family. They're oh, they're just good. They're just great. I love <laughs> it. Have them around. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um okay, if someone were to play you in a movie, who would you want it to be? Someone were to play in a movie. Okay. Oh <laughs> so I'll say this. Anytime I do a photo shoot, um, I usually ask my clients to envision themselves as their person um, that they aspire to be. And my person would be Asia Naomi King, or um, and she's in How to Get Away with Murder. Ooh. Yeah, lawyer type. Yeah. Um, or Lupita. Lupita, I feel like she would nail it. Oh, Lupita. She's, she's amazing. She's so beautiful. Yeah. 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 So those two. I love it. That's a great answer. Um, okay. Last but certainly not least, uh, the question I ask all my guests, and that is what does it mean to you to run a business with purpose? Mm, this one makes like my heart, like I almost want to cry. Um, so I start I run having a business that has purpose 
I think my goal is always to help people feel more connected because it's something that I struggled with when I was younger. Um, and so having a business that does more than just execute a specific, like it, it helps people. It makes people feel connected. It gives people meaning. That's like, that's everything. It helps people feel validated by showing imagery that says that you are enough just as you are. And that just, that lights me up like that. You know, that's wonderful. So mm-hmm. mm, that's powerful. I love that. Petronella, this has been such a pleasure, a joy, and honor to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on, for sharing your heart and your story. And I am just going to continue to be cheering you on because you are amazing. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so fabulous. I love your show. I love listening. I love what you are doing, Thank too, you. having this platform to really Thank you. have different people showcase. I, I love it. So thank you so much. I wanted to know what you loved about this episode or something that you learned. If you do, let me know on social media. You can find me at Still Being Molly or at Business with Purpose Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. And don't forget that hashtag Business with Purpose Podcast. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. If you are a first-time listener of the show, welcome. Be sure to visit the archives for past shows featuring incredible entrepreneurs and business owners who are quite literally changing the world with their businesses. And if you are a regular listener of the show, thank you for tuning in week in and week out, and thank you for your support. Be sure to head on over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts and click that subscribe button to help make sure that you never miss a new episode of the show. And while you're there, would you take a moment to leave a review of the show? Leaving a review helps me to know what you're liking and how the show is impacting you. As always, this show is edited by my amazing husband and executive producer, John Stillman, with support from Kelly Dalton, and the music is by Mark Killian of Third Wheel Media. Thanks so much for listening. Now go do something good with purpose on purpose. Purpose.